Welcome back, guys, to the Auburn Takeover Podcast. This is your host, Taylor Darty, joined by Logan Latronico, my co-host. We're going to be talking about everything that's been going on with Auburn in the past, like, literal 24 hours. It's been quite terrible in the it's past. It's been a wild ride, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's been pretty rough the past little bit. Um, Logan, uh what are you? What what is what are you? What's going on in your head with Harson right now? What do you think that everything's leading up to? Do you think we're going to be able to keep him? You think he's going to stay? What do you got? I think it's the end of the world. Nah, I'm just <laughs> That's kidding. That's what it feels like at this point. Um, dude, I really think I I think the, the you know the all the players coming out, previous players coming out and talking about he's a dictator or he doesn't know how to relate to people. And stuff like this. If you look at them, a bunch of them are players that either didn't start or Malzahn's recruit that it was maybe their last year. And I think all that boils down to we all know Malzahn had his favorites. And things were dealt with differently if you were a certain player than if it was somebody else. They got harsher punishment or whatever. So I think when Harson came in, I think, you know, he talked about it. It's a culture change. I'm here to make a culture change. So I think it comes down to like it was a personality issue with Malzahn that he was showing favoritism and these players were used to, to being babysat. You know, like Derek Call said, some of these players were used to being babysat and spoon fed. Hey, buddy, like you need to go to class. Hey, you kind of need to show up for practice. And I think Harson came in. He's like, no, you're going to go to class. And you're going to show up for practice. And if you don't like it, you can go find somewhere else to play. But that's how we're going to do things now that I'm here. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's that's what I think the meetings are going to be about. I think they're going to be about all the players that are leaving and all the coaches that exited. You know, I we know Mike Bobo was fired, but I'm not 100% certain that Derek Mason wasn't pushed out as well. Yeah. Um, and and just, to, uh, just to add on, um, if anybody that is listening to this is a former player that played for Gus Malzahn, that, what he just said, spoon-feeding, late for class, not showing up for practice, giving breaks, that is what we're talking about by salt. And, 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 I'm, not, and I'm not saying that that is what was happening. I've never talked to Malzahn. I've never been to practice. I just know what I've heard from friends that I've had who played and people that – are around the program, that's what they say was happening. And if it wasn't, then maybe it was all a lie. But that's what I've heard how things are ran when Malzahn was there. Yeah, and and I, I seem to believe it just from some of the things that players had going on and things that players had done and get this little shrimp, skimpy suspension. But there are these other players that's not the star athletes that play all the time and star are in the, are in the major rotation that have that had done the same things that were suspended twice as long and had to deal with more punishment. If you go back to the big signing class Malzahn had with all the wide receivers, you had Kyle Davis and you had uh, Nate Craig Myers, studs. They never showed it because they never really got to play. Nate Craig Myers did more than Kyle Davis. But when Kyle Davis played, he showed you a couple flashes of what he could be. Okay, he got in trouble and was suspended for games. Not quarters, games. And then you go back and look at Nick Marshall, who was the star of the team in 
when we when made our 2013 national championship run, and he got arrested for marijuana. I don't know if he was arrested or not. I think he was arrested, if I'm not mistaken. And he sat out the first half of the Arkansas game. So he was suspended two quarters versus Kyle Davis's games. That's what I refer to when I talk about changing the culture and showing favoritism. I think Harson has came in and said, this is how we're running things. Here are the rules. I don't care if you're the star player in Bo Nix or Tank Bigsby. If you break the rules, you're suspended these games. If you're the kicker, you're suspended. I don't care who it is. I think it's laid down law. It's white and black. It's There's no gray area. Here's the rules. Follow them. I mean, it's it spoke volumes today from what was on the live live uh, Instagram post that Zagoby McLean started about Tyrone Truesdale wanting a break, a break from football. He wanted look, a break from the team. Look, and Harson told him to get on his way, which should be what every coach should tell their kid. I agree with you. Now, if you have personal issues with deaths in the family or people are sick or stuff like that. I understand the break, but just coming out of the blue, and I don't know the details once again, coming out of the blue and saying, I need a break. I didn't recruit you here to need a break. I recruited you here to play, and it's not right if I give you a break. And then Owen Papo comes up and says, Coach, I need a break. And I don't give him a break because I can't afford to not have him play because he needs a break. No, you're here to play football. We're paying for your schooling, and if you don't like it, you can go find somewhere else to play. That's fine. No harsh feelings. If you want to go play somewhere else that will let you do whatever you want, go play at UCF. Yeah, I agree. Um, And uh, let me be very clear. Whoever started the allegation that he – that Brian Harson is having an affair with his secretary that he brought from Boise, if it is not true, I hope they're punished to the fullest extent. Dude, they should (laughs) – if, if if it's not true, I don't know if it is or not. If it is not true, they should be – they should have the book thrown at them because it's hurt his character, and it's not been something that's just like local news. It's made ESPN news, and it's going to hurt us in recruiting. If it's not true, it's going to hurt us in recruiting. How do you go sell a recruit's mama on your loyal and all your character and all this stuff if she heard on ESPN you were having an affair? I mean, and the most the most concerning thing to me is his family's having to go through the same thing. Like and that the, ain't right. And they're on, they're literally on vacation right now in Mexico, and they're having to deal with this on a family vacation over allegations that may or may not be true. And I'm just assuming that they're false because there, you. there has been nothing come out about this more than what was said from the beginning. And things get around really fast, so. If something really was up, I really do feel like the full story, full statement would be out by now and Harson would be out of Auburn. Taylor, like we were talking about, the affair story started, and we both know because we both stay on the boards 24-7. It started from a Auburn message board on 247 is where it started. That's where the first – First time I saw it, that's where it was. And like you said, at a university like that, you're constantly around people. If you're sneaking around doing things, people are seeing stuff. People are catching on. People aren't dumb. 
eventually they're going to catch on to what's going on. And if it was happening, I doubt it was, but if it was happening, it will come out. People have seen and people know that it was happening if it was. And if it, that, and that's why a big reason why I think it wasn't happening was because nobody else has came out. There's no proof whatsoever that anything was going on with the assistant. There's no track record, nothing, hard evidence that says this affair was happening. All it was was a message on an Auburn board on 247 that started it. Yeah, um, and I mean, it's it's all about a culture change. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that when a new coach come in, comes in, things change, people leave, all this happens. I mean, just go back to when Pat Dye went 6-6 six and six in his first year. I mean, he was literally showing people that didn't want to get on board the door. Two years later, you win the SEC championship. It's all about buying into a culture. There's players that have played through Malzahn all the way up until now and been recruited by Malzahn and and played a year or two under him or, may, or three that are dipping out, wanting to leave. And they just don't like the fact that Harson's not there, not there to be buddy buddy with them. Harson's there to be their coach. He, he don't. I mean, Harson doesn't care where you came from or what you came from. It's about your future. He's there to coach you, to make you better, to develop you for the NFL. He's not dogging you. He's getting you prepared for what you're heading into. You're there to win football games, get an education, and go to the league. Or, or advance in your education. You know, you, you future, said it. Your future's your future. And, or, or, I mean, your past is your past. It's time for the future. You're at Auburn. Stop worrying about the past. You know, you said it best. I, As a head coach, I am here to develop you. I'm worried about you right now and how we're going to put the best product on that field that you're able to get. And I'm not so worried about what's happening back at home as to what you're doing here and are you handling your business here. And if you go back to what Smoke talks about, he didn't know my mama, he didn't know her name, let's not forget, that was a Malzahn recruit. I've never been a recruiter, so I don't know for a fact, but I would be willing to bet that most of your connection with parents comes from in-home visits and recruiting and phone calls and constantly talking to them, trying to get your son on campus. You bring them on campus. I'm going to talk to your parents, stuff like that. Smoke was a senior. Like, I mean, it would look better if Harson knew his mama, but he was a senior. I mean, I don't know. Do you want him to sit down and call everybody's parents? So I got to sit down today and call these boys, mom and dad, see what they're up to. Yeah, and, and and worry about what what they think about what I need to do in my job. But let's all this smoke in the air. Let's get back to the root of all of this. This all of today, what it boils down to, and this is my opinion, and you said it on Twitter today. It boils down to the good old boys behind Auburn football. They are not able to manipulate Harson and control him like they were able to do with Malzahn. And it drives them insane. 
that they cannot basically run the team from behind the curtain. They can't run the team because Harson is running it his way. It's his culture change. It's my way or the highway. This is how we're doing things. Nobody else, if you don't like it, you can fire they, you know, he's, the door. He's, he's, Harson is a prime example of he's going to live or die by the sword. Yeah, he's going to go down swinging or he's going to be hitting bombs. Well, and, and every, every, every major college that's ever had a coaching change where the coaching style is different has went through the same thing we're going through right now. The coach had a losing season in the beginning, cleaned house at the end of the year, players left, players moved in, all this crap. And they ended up succeeding, like all, most of them. I mean, it's it's insane to me that like people want this dude gone already because they're so stuck and living in mediocrity with Gus Malzahn because you know he's going to give you seven to eight to nine wins a year and maybe an upset here and there. And and people's like, well, he he won the he won the SEC, blah blah blah. He went to the national championship. Okay, well that's still merely. I mean, basically a losing season to me. You make it there, but you choke when you get there. What is that? That's nothing to me. Well, you won the SEC championship, which is extremely important, and that's a big deal. Like, I get it. and But with Malzahn, like you said, but what's your, what's, what I'm saying is that what's the ultimate goal? Oh, the ultimate goal is national championship. Exactly. You know, and so many people were – everybody was on the fire gust train. Everybody was – Fire Gus, Fire Gus, Fire Gus. You had your few people in there that wanted to keep him, but everybody was Fire Gus, Fire Gus, Fire Gus. We couldn't win at Georgia. We couldn't win at Bryant-Denny. We couldn't win in Baton Rouge. We couldn't. Those We never won a game in three – in either one of those stadiums the whole time I was on as head coach. Never. Uh, I know. It blows my mind. Like, I literally don't understand why people, like, still get behind them. I guess because – they enjoy that the players there are just comfortable and just, I don't know. Man. But that goes back to, as a head coach, as like Derek Hall said, I'm there to prepare you for the league, stay on you, make you go to class, and get your degree. Probably a degree before the league, let's be honest. I'm here to make sure you get a degree because the league isn't forever. A degree is. And I'm not here. This ain't the best friend farm. I'm here to do a job, and that's it. It's, um, I mean, it's pretty simple at this point. There's a culture change going on in Auburn right now. People are being weeded out. Darkness is being brought to light. If you want to take an easy route through college football, Auburn is no longer the place for that. Dude, Auburn ain't the easy route for a coach. It ain't the easy route for a player. It ain't the easy route for anything. Because I'm telling you, like we talked about with the boosters, Auburn and Auburn fans are the same. I'm a diehard Auburn fan, always will be. This whole situation's starting to piss me off. But Auburn is so caught up in being Alabama yeah, that it, it they are willing we are willing to bring in fire, bring in fire. You're never gonna have a good program have you fire everybody after two years if they have a losing season. Look at Bruce. You look look at Bruce Pearl. Look at his his first two seasons. We were mediocre. 
I mean, I think we – I know we have winning seasons, but it wasn't nothing special. And then, what, three or four years ago, we go to the Final Four, and now we're the number one team in the country. Well, and, that, and, and by far the best team in the country right now. I mean, dude, Walker Kessler, he's an animal. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to shift gears on a different episode and cover all of basketball soon. We need to for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on a – Maybe maybe tomorrow night after the Georgia game or something. But, you know, back to football, had you fired Bruce Pearl after the first two mediocre seasons, where would you be now? Who we who we going – you think we'd be number one team in the country? No. No. You think we'd be pulling these top recruits? No. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm excited to see how many recruits want to come to Auburn after this year. But this year has been wild. I mean – Jabari Smith, he's 6'10". He can do anything on the court. Walker Kessler, he can come out on the arc. He can guard you up front. He's got excellent footwork. So, from here on out, big guys should know Bruce Pearl, how he's going to play him. But that's beside the point. I'm getting distracted going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Back to football. I think most of your players that said Harson wasn't relatable and – he didn't know my mom, and he didn't know how it was back at home. And obviously, the guy's got to be pretty relatable, right? He pulled the top three JUCO players in the country, right? Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I just, I can't, I just, I don't know. It's just like we said, it's just the soft culture that they played through for their three years at Auburn, four years at Auburn, five years at Auburn, whatever. And and there's some players that played through that through them years, and they stand with and and some of them stand with Harson like T.D. Moultrie, Chandler Wooten, you got Roger McCrary, you got some you got a bunch of these guys that still stand with Harson because it's just a, it's a change back to probably what they had in high school. And it's probably what they need. They need somebody. Need, they I'm need playing, somebody to hold them accountable. There it is. And to hold everybody accountable to the same terms, not, okay, well, you did this, you get this punishment. Oh, he did this. This is going to be a little worse. Everybody, there's the same set of rules for everybody. And I think the some of the people that came out and spoke against it are some of the people that couldn't follow those rules. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, it's just this whole thing has just got my whole mind scrambled. I, I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of it. It's just mighty funny. All this comes out the day Eli Golden gets DUI, isn't it? Yes, it is weird. You know, so I don't know. I think I think Auburn football is going to be fine. I think the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Yeah, I will say this though: if Brian Harson makes it through all of this, and I hope he does. If he makes it through all this, nothing comes of it. It was just a rumor. It's all gone in a couple of weeks. I think the Auburn family will stand behind him stronger than ever. I think his players will be sold on him. They will be sold on the system. They will play their heart out for their head coach. Because let me tell you what, he has not crumbled yet. All these rumors came out. A bunch of head coaches would say, I'm out I'm re- and resign and get away from it. He stood in there and is taking the shots, and he's ready to go. And he he literally said that anybody that question questions his character, it's bullshit. And 
this seems to be the truth at this point. And and I'm a fan. I wasn't. I, I wouldn't. I don't want to say I wasn't sold on Harson because I gave the guy a chance. I wasn't one of these people that was like, "Oh, Harson, Boise State, blah 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 blah." The guy's a winner. He won at Boise State. I mean, he 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 had seven seasons at Boise State, and out of five of them, he won the Mountain West. So, and I don't has- I don't care if it's a one A high school football team. If you're a winner as a coach, you are a freaking winner. And I couldn't agree more. So I wasn't extremely just jumping with joy it wasn't a big name hire for auburn but i tell you what after all this has came out i'm on the harson train and i'm gonna ride it and we're gonna ride either into the sunset or we're gonna ride into the ground but i'll be on it and we'll ride it one way or another um i'm right beside you uh and then um the austin davis departure uh i don't know exactly what happened there and uh i I don't want to badmouth anybody on the podcast so because I don't know for fact what had happened, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna say what I've what I've been told I, has happened. We have both I, read the same things, so I just uh, I didn't like the hire to begin with. I didn't really understand the hire. I guess it was pretty much for recruiting purposes. I don't really know a whole lot about Austin Davis. I know that he's never called a play in his life, and he wasn't gonna start doing that at Auburn. Harrison had already made a statement that he'll be the one calling the plays this year. Uh, I think that we need to find a quarterback hire, quarterback coach hire that is a home run. We got to. It's got to be a recruiter, a dog recruiter, and and a very good at developing. I'm telling you, man, we need to, we need to, as we talked about earlier, they need to pick up the phone and give Philip Rivers a phone call. I totally agree with that, 100%. I think Philip Rivers, I mean, he is, he's coaching high school right now. So, I mean, he's dedicating a lot of his time to coaching and football, but I just don't know if Phillip would be ready to take a step in a college and get into the recruiting aspect because that takes a little bit more time than high school does. But it may be what his ultimate goal is. It definitely takes you away from your family. You're on the road trying to recruit these kids, and when you're home, you're making phone calls. So I get that aspect of it. But here's what I'm going to say, and then I'm going to let you talk. If somehow Brian Harson is fired, all these people that want him gone, what's the plan? Yeah, what, I, who who I, do they want? Who out there says, yep, I want to be at Auburn University and is a knockout hire? There will not be one. So, well, as we talked about, what you have to do, you would have to promote Cadillac Williams to interim offense coordinator or head coach, would you not? I would. And just get through the season and then try to see what's available next season? Or you just see how he pans out through the season. You know, so if Car- if Cadillac doesn't work out, now you're talking about you fired a coach off of because he wasn't relatable and he was a dictator and he was hard on me. And then all this stuff, and if the rumors about the affair turn out to be true because of that, which that makes Auburn University look bad. So I get that more than I do the – not being relatable comments. But now you're putting Auburn University, now your football team's going to be at least three years behind. So, I maybe don't know. Maybe more. Maybe more, you know. I, I don't – I hope the rumors about the affair aren't true and not for Auburn's purpose. I hope it's not for Brian Harson's family and stuff like that. 
I don't even really like talking about it because the more you bring it up, the more people are going to talk about it. But it's something that came up today that we really had to address. But the rumors of not being relatable, I'm going to be honest, I really don't care about that. That's 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 all smoke to me. I don't I don't really care if you're relatable or not, because you're going to have the people that you do relate to and you're going to have the people you don't relate to. And obviously you're not unrelatable completely because you've had several of the seniors come out and say, that's my coach. That's my dog, you know? So. Yeah. And I mean, and, and just from the season, uh, I mean, I understand exactly why both coordinators are not any longer on Auburn's campus. I mean, it was very clear just to watch the season and see why they're not there. Dude, I was not a fan of the Mike Bobo hire at all whatsoever. I knew we were going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, I mean, But I didn't know that when it was fourth and one, we were going to throw a deep ball. I didn't know that. And, and I feel like that, that the deep ball was – I mean, first of all, it was there. This didn't have a quarterback to get him the ball. And I think second – that that play call is simply to draw a penalty. I really do. I really and, – and and to come back to that, but uh, in the Penn State game, when we throw the fade to Kobe in the back of the end zone, which was a terrible ball by Bo, which he's gone. But I really think that that whole play set up was to get another four downs. I think it was to get a pass interference call too. But no, if he's no, throwing that – That was the – Ball both threw out of the back of the end zone. That's what I'm talking about. When and the at the end of the game when we were close to the goal line on fourth okay. down, yeah, we went to score through the ball to the back of the end zone. There's supposed to be a fade to Kobe, mm-hmm. and I think that was to draw a flag. And I, I think that's what the same thing was uh, on the deep ball to Shanker um, on that fourth down call too. You know, I don't know. And to kind of go back on the culture of things, you know, that's a big reason why I heard Bo transferred out. You know, I heard Brian Harson came in, and there might not be any truth to this, but I heard he came in and said nobody played well enough to have a starting spot next year. The ever spot on the team was open. You're going to have to earn it. And from what I'd read, Patrick Nix and Bo went in and said, hey, can you tell me I'm going to be the starting quarterback? And can you give me this and can you give me this? I think there was a list is what I'd read. There was a list of things that they wanted. And I'm I, I'm think I'm thinking being a starting quarterback was on that list. And I think Brian Harson said, no, I can't guarantee you that. And Bo Nixon and Patrick said, all right, we'll go somewhere else then. And he was like, well, there's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. Uh, and that's what should have been said. And I don't want anybody that feels entitled to their position that don't feel like they have anything to prove me on my team. I want – if I'm Brian Harson, I want – Somebody that uh, brings it every day. Every day in practice, I want 22 people, whether they're two stars, one stars, walk-ons, whatever, five stars, I don't care. I want 22 people on the field that are going to go to battle and fight with tooth and nail and are going to give everything they have for four quarters every game. And when we walk off that field, we almost got to carry them off because they don't have anything left. That's who I want to get in the foxhole with. Those are the people that I want to go to battle with. Yeah, and that carries over into practice, too, because, I mean, from a lot of what I understand, as Harrison is a big guy of competing, you got to compete in practice. You got to earn your job every day. That's why when you watch some games, you've seen other players that 
playing that you hadn't seen play all year long later in the season because they finally figured out, hey, I got to start competing in practice and showing out in practice so I can play. The same thing happened with Darius Tennyson. He just so happened to get on special teams, made two big plays. He made two big plays in one game on special teams. And the next week you come out and he's starting on the field. You know, and I agree. If you can't give me your own special teams, how can I rely on you to give me your own defense? Exactly. So he gives you a trial for you to succeed or make an error. And you play special teams. You show out. You get playing time. You show out in practice. You get playing time. It's simple. It's just like when when it's just like when Gus was there, things were just set in stone, and we were playing these guys, and and nobody got a chance to succeed at if they were younger, or even if they showed out in practice. I mean, just think, just think about the only time that I can think of an instance of that happening is Tank. With Gus Mal through Gus Malzahn through the whole Malzahn era, the only time that I can think about somebody showing out uh, that's not a starter or nor in the rotation has got to be Tank when he had the two two long kickoff returns. I mean, they didn't go for a touchdown, but he had the two long hard run kickoff returns where he broke a few tackles, and then that, and then you started seeing him in the rotation. But I, that's the only person I can think of. I agree. But I mean, it is what it is. We'll we'll see. We'll see in the next couple of days. I'm sure that Auburn's going to be the the talk of the ESPN and the Paul Feinbaums and and all that. So I'm sure we'll see. Like I said, if there's, I highly doubt anything's done. All these, all these Justin Hokinson and all these people talking about his time's limited and who they're going to hire when they fire him and like this, I, I don't foresee Harson being fired, and he's already told you he ain't going anywhere on his own, so that's the guy I want leading the team into battle is somebody that's going to Kudos stand to him for and, having a backbone. I mean, not many people do. Most most people would tuck their tail and run, but most people he, would have done resign by now. So, I, I don't foresee him going anywhere. I think he's going to be your head coach next year, and I would be shocked if we don't have a lot better year next year than we did this year. You get Penn State at home, you got to go to Alabama and to Georgia, but you get LSU at home too. And I think you even get Texas A&M at home. That'll be a big one. Yeah, it definitely would be. We just signed the number one class in the country. Yeah. Tell me the last time Alabama, Georgia, or Clemson had the number one class in the country. I mean, and then Jimbo wants to come out and talk about none of them players got paid. Come on now. Oh, that's like you know, Saban came out. He released a statement and said, "We've never broke the rules." Da 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 da. We've we've never played players. We've never cheated. Look, <laughs> look. We've all seen them Chargers. We've all seen them. I would be riding around in town and see a Charger with the number twenty-one on it with a kid in high school who just signed with Alabama. And guess what? That kid was number twenty-one at Alabama, and he was the number one quarterback in the country. So don't tell me that people aren't getting paid because they are. And they're probably getting paid at Auburn, too. That's fine. They're getting paid everywhere. Now, you know, it's fine. But they were getting – everybody was getting paid before the NIL deal. And the NIL – 
and the transfer portal is going to be the two things that run college football into the ground if the NCAA is not careful. Yeah, I agree with that too. Because it's about to turn into who's got the most money. Look at Texas A&M. They got all the oil money. Yeah, I, I really think before it's said and done with NIL that it's going to end up ruining college football and the state of Texas will absolutely ruin football because of the money that they hold. Well, this is my thing, okay? Okay, hear me out. Say we're going to go back a couple years and we're going to say the NIL deal was, was real when Joe Burrow was at Ohio State. I'm an, we'll pretend I'm an Ohio State booster. Okay, Joe Burrow, we want you to come play at Ohio State University. I'm going to sign you to a million-dollar NIL deal. How long was Joe Burrow at Ohio State? Two years. Two, two years. Two years later, he transfers to LSU. What, what did I get for my million dollars? Nothing. Nothing. I didn't same, nothing. Thing with, same thing with Quinn Ewers out of Ohio State. The dude was like 17 years old, graduated early high school, and like the day he stepped foot on campus, he was he had a million dollar NIL deal. And now and, he's at Texas. And now he's at Texas. So as a booster, I would think, I don't care how many millions of dollars you're worth, eventually you're going to get tired of getting burnt. There's got to be a contract in with that, though. You would think, right? I don't think I don't think you can. I don't think you can sign a contract saying I'll stay here for so long. I don't think. Or if you leave, then your money goes away. But if they give me that million dollars right out of the gate and I leave, I just made a million dollars. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's true. You know. But I don't really know how the NIL works, though. I'm, I don't I'm either. Really I haven't done my research on it. it. I don't know if it's immediate money or if it's just out in chunks. I, I'm not sure on that. But Me either. But we we covered a lot tonight. It was kind of a lengthy episode, but I think today, I think we needed a lengthy episode after today's bloodbath on ESPN of Auburn football. Yeah, it, it's been a rough day for Auburn fans for sure. Guys, we'll uh, – We'll probably cut. We're going to cover the. We're going to cover the Georgia game. We're going to start digging into basketball. Start getting more content out. We just took a long break. Um, season kind of didn't shake out the way that we planned. Uh, I've we'll been be- crying. I've been. In, I've been <laughs> in a hole crying. I've been trying to work up the confidence to come out since I've been so heartbreaking over the season. Uh, well, we'll be back. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll we'll see you guys next time. War damn eagle. War eagle.